Hey Islanders and welcome to the Kamano Voice, episode 2. On this episode, I talk to Jessica McCready, a local community organizer. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson and you're listening to the Kamano Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Kamano Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, it's Brandon with the Camino Voice, and I'm here today with Jessica McCready. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So when people ask you what you do, uh, what do you tell them? Because I personally know you're involved in a lot of different things around the community, and I don't think most people know how much you're involved in the community. <laughs> um, so what do you tell people when they ask you what you do? It depends on the person. <laughs> um, but I tell them kind of what you just said. I wear a lot of different hats in the community, and um, depending on the season, there's more hats. Sometimes there's less hats, but a lot of it revolves around either events or marketing, those two things. All right, so, um, so, tell me, I, I've I've worked with you on a few different events and different projects um, in the community, um, but I actually don't know a whole lot about your work history. Um, what uh, What were you doing before you came here? So we moved here um, a little over five years ago from the East Coast, and. Again, I think I wear a lot of different hats. It just must be something about me. But um, I was the um, lead trainer for Northwestern Mutual for almost nine years. And so I led all of their training and development programs for their new sales force. That's what I did um, professionally. I was actually an elementary school teacher prior to that as well. I did a program called Teach for America right out of college. So... I did that um, for a couple years in rural North Carolina, and then I worked for Northwestern Mutual, and um, my husband graduated from veterinary school and um, got his first job, so we started moving around quite a bit, and I started homeschooling the kids for a little while, so you name it, I've pretty much done it. Where, where did you graduate college from? I graduated from a small college in Maine called Bates College. Okay. With a degree in psychology, of all things. So. Okay. Do you feel like you're using that degree at this point? <laughs> I actually do. Um, I declared psychology as my major simply because um, I counted all the classes that I had my senior year, and I hadn't declared a major yet, and I had more classes in psychology, so it wasn't exactly the most uh, strategically planned um, thing, but... I do feel like it's a degree that you can use pretty much anywhere, especially when you're dealing with business owners and people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how did you guys hear about Kameno? So we were offered, or my husband was offered a position here, and his territory is anywhere between Seattle um, and the Canadian border. So we were flown out here on a house hunting trip um, without kids for like five days, which was pretty luxurious. Um, so at first I thought we were going to live in like downtown Seattle and, um, do the urban living thing, but we just kept driving further, further north, um, trying to find a little bit more space and land. And we, on our first day out here, uh, drove over the bridge onto Camino and we kind of hit Terry's corner and I decided that this was where we needed to find a house. So we just started looking and by day two of our trip, we'd 
secured a place to live. That's that's crazy, learning yeah. finding a place that quickly. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then we had the rest of the time to enjoy and sightsee. Nice. Did you guys, um, like over in Maine, I'm not super familiar with East Coast. Are there many drive-on islands that side, or is it pretty rare? Uh, the coast of Maine has a couple, but not um, not as big as, as Camino. So, um, no, New England's a little bit different in terms of the islands and the living there. The population on some of those islands is just really small. More like, you know, orcas or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so you said you lived here about five years then. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen, like, Stanwood, or mainly Camino and stuff, and how have you seen that change in those five years? Um, I've noticed an increase in traffic. I hear a lot about it <laughs> um, in my multiple roles, about the increased traffic. I do think that the um, I've seen the population shift a little bit. I have an elementary school kid who's been there for a couple years and the classroom sizes are getting larger in the um, school system which I think just has to do with more young families moving here as opposed to I think that um, you know people used to talk about how Camino had a a large elderly population which it certainly does but um, I think that there are also people who are moving here to kind of leave Seattle get out of the hustle and bustle um, of Seattle and settle down as opposed to just using it for vacation homes. Yeah, and, and I've actually noticed um, being in the marketplace, I've noticed a lot more people, um, well, one, we've got a new retirement group moving in, mm-hmm. you know, to replace kind of the other group. And um, so I've noticed um, younger retirees moving mm-hmm. to the island. Um, and then a lot of the folks that I grew up with um, have started having families as yep. well. And, and many of them still live here on the island. Mm-hmm. So um, I see them and their kids come through and so... Yeah, it does feel like there's more, like, a younger energy on the island than it than it used to be this nice, quiet, like, yeah. nothing happening. Right, absolutely. No, I think that people are realizing that this can be a place to raise a family and, <laughs> um, and settle down. And, the you know, the businesses are growing, so there's actually places for people to work. And um, I think the ability to work remotely, I think, helps that some industries are, you know, more open to that. So I think that just like, you know, we're sitting here in huddle. So people who come here can work remotely instead of having to go into an office. Right. And, and I'm actually surprised how many people we even have that do commute, that choose to commute from Camino Island to like Boeing and Seattle and these places that are a long ways away. So, yeah. Um, all right. So then <clears throat> within the community, um, what are what are kind of pieces of the pie that you're involved with? Um, so pieces of the pie, the different hats. Um, so the Camino Island Chamber of Commerce is actually how I kind of dipped my foot into this community professionally. Um, and primarily, you know, the, the chamber is focused on business development, and we have monthly meetings with training for business owners, but another large portion of the chamber is to focus on tourism and marketing of Camino Island. Um, And some of that revolves around our events that we have. So the chamber hosts um, the Chili Chowder Cook-Off, which happens in November. And I believe last year was like the 21st or 22nd year of that event. Okay, wow. We call it the longest standing chili cheddar cook-off in the Pacific Northwest. I have no idea if we can actually claim that or not, but that's what we say. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, And then Glass Quest is another big one in February that um, has had some different hands in the past 10 years, but 
the Camino Chamber took that on um, a couple years ago. And that's that's gotten press outside of just even our area. That's gotten farther south, right? Yeah, the um, yeah, Glass Quest and, and Chili Cheddar Cook-Off, those two have grown tremendously just in the past couple of years that I've been working for the chamber. I've seen the the growth has just been pretty intense. In fact, the first person in line at Chili Cheddar Cook-Off last year was from Tacoma. Um, and wow. we did. We got we got press on that, so that helps. Um, but Glass Quest people call and book the cabins at Cama Beach um, in the middle of February. <laughs> um, they book those those book out for a week, just for Glass Quest. So people are definitely coming to this area for that event, and that covers Stanwood as well. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That that's it's weird to have one an event in February that mm-hmm. is cold and rainy, and to have that good of a turnout and to convince people to go out in, in the rain to go look for these little plastic balls to, <laughs> to win a bigger glass ball. People are very passionate about Glass Quest. And it is strategically planned in February, in the off-season, um, to be able to bring tourism to the area during the season where it may not be that nice out. But the businesses get the exposure. And, and I'm sure you guys see an increase in your sales in the marketplace too, um, during Glass Quest, as people are looking yeah, for those plastic for sure. balls, they're finding little things that they can pick up. Yeah, for as sure. Well. Yeah, no, it's been a great event. We, we love Glass Quest in February. Um, so then you've got uh, what other events or, or I guess organizations that you're involved in in this area? So we talked about the chamber. Um, Discover Stanwood Camino is an initiative that I started working with through the Matic Agency. Um, and, at, and Matic, just so our listeners yeah. know, is a branding agency located in Stanwood? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, and it is with the Stanwood Chamber of Commerce and the city of Stanwood. And it's pretty much the tourism um, initiative for the Stanwood Camino area. So there, we have a website that's event-driven. Um, that was one of the things that we started because we found that there weren't that many options for a good community calendar. Everyone was trying to do it. Both chambers had their own. The city had their own. Um, No one was doing it well. And so instead of everyone having independent digital calendars, we combined it into one so that anyone in the community can submit their event to Discover Sandwich Camino, and it goes on that calendar for people to look at things that they want to do. Um, So that's one piece of it. The tourism piece of Discover Stanwood Camino is um, a biannual magazine that comes out. There's a spring-summer edition and a fall-winter edition. So I work on the editorial as well as the images and graphics for that magazine as well. Okay. Um, Okay, and then you're also involved in... uh, the farmer's market in this area as well? The one here at Camino Common. That's one of the projects we've been working on together, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's just been, I, I think, a really great collaboration between, you know, the needs that you, that you had in order to keep the farmer's market going. Um, and Haley and Zach at Ananda Farms have been great in terms of, like, on-the-ground market managers. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's been a really fun opportunity to work together, whereas we can all capitalize on our strengths um, yeah, no, it's been super helpful because when I, uh, so for history on that, uh, we had the Camino, basically a Camino farmer's market going on for many years. And um, the manager of that market decided to step down um, a couple of years ago now. And um, and so she was said, you know, I'm going to be stepping down. 
I'll be happy to transition it to someone else, but um, I'm just, in my personal life, have enough going on. And so uh, we, at that time, I didn't know the first thing about farmer's markets. I, I went to <laughs> farmer's markets, but didn't really know anything about them. And um, so we, I think we had worked on some other projects, just small events mm-hmm. or something. Um, and so I'd gotten to know you in the community and then reached out to you and I talked with Zach and Haley because they were big comp- uh, proponents of the original market. Right. And so we kind of all met together and we're like, okay, how do we keep this <laughs> thing going? And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really successful. We, yeah. we even changed it from the Monday that it used to be to Tuesday. That's right. And the first year it didn't really slow down. It, it kept going pretty well. No, and so. it's just, it's just such a, I, I, the market is such a steady eddy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the vendors are happy, you know, the people coming seem to be happy and are actually buying stuff. Um, we've lucked out with the weather. Mm-hmm. So the musicians, we've had some great musicians this year. Um, yeah. So any, anyone who has come to the market, you know, I'm glad that they're supporting our community and our local farmers too. Yeah, and the farmer's market, for anyone that doesn't know, is on Tuesdays from 3 to 7 uh, at Camino Commons. Um, and yeah, it's it's been neat also because some of the smaller farms were just starting out when we were starting getting the market re-up going. And now um, I know like our island harvest has continued to expand. Yep. Um, so I know there's other small farmers that have jumped in. So it's neat to see them. Yeah, it's a, it's a really supportive community with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then some, going back to some of the events that you do, uh, another one of the big events that we had here recently was the beer brats and biz. What's your involvement in that? So beer brats and biz is another Camino chamber event. Um, and that again, it's been growing. Um, and we have it out at freedom park. Um, we're actually thinking, and it's free for Camino chamber members to have a booth there, but we also have a beer garden and brats, of course. Um, in 2020, so next June, it's always the first Saturday in June. Um, we're thinking of trying to expand it and have a couple more bands, um, and make it into kind of a day thing with kids activities during the day, but then also potentially extend it into early evening, um, timeframe where we can have more of a live music feel. Cause it's really cool to see, you know, I think we had 50 booths set out, out there at Freedom Park. Yeah. Um, and the live music and the stand. It's just kind of a kickoff to summer and supporting any of our local businesses. Yeah, well, and I was out there this year, and I was surprised even how much growth it had had from last year. Because last year there was more vendors than we had had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went out this year and was like, wow, it's like there's a lot more people out there. And um, I saw a lot more people walking around, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think that our, our businesses have realized that those kind of events... Um, and participation in those events is a great marketing strategy for them to be out there. I mean, A, they're fun, but B, they're just showing that they're part of this community. And this community is just such a tight knit group of people that there's something to be said when they see, so you see a business over and over again at local events, then when you're looking for a bank or looking for whoever, you you recognize their name because you've been at one of these events. Right. Um, which kind of folds into you guys were at Freedom Park, but you're also involved in the Freedom Park Association, right? Yeah. So I'm on the board of the Freedom Park Association. Um, that board 
was kind of more formalized in the last couple of years due to some of the financial trouble that Freedom Park had as an independent park. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Freedom Park was on donated land. Um, it's managed by a great group of volunteers and it does not have county or state or park funding behind it. it relies 100% just on community donations. Um, so the park needed some help and a couple of us um, got together and kind of gave a little more structure to the board and a little more creativity in terms of what we can do to fundraise for it as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of fundraising for the park, we actually have an event coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be the first one. Uh, the Camino Kids Fest, which you're, uh, I'm put, help putting on, but you're also very heavily involved in that. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I love saying first annual because um, just like some other things, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the tree lighting, but, you know, the first annual is just really um, exciting to see where that can go. Um, so the Kids Fest is going to be a free event here on August 17th um, from 10 until 4.30 and vendors, um, businesses will come with free activities for kids to do during the day. And then at 3.30, uh, Northwest Animal Adventures. Yes, something like that. <laughs> is going to have a petting zoo um, and a presentation. So again, just another opportunity for people to get out by August. They might be losing their minds with what to do with kids. When is school starting? I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> So just another fun thing to do, and all proceeds from sponsorships will benefit Freedom Park. So it's just kind of a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that event goes. Um, I know that having kids, it's nice, you know, they get really excited about those type of things. And, um, you know, for me as a parent, it stresses me out to do, like, events at home mm -hmm. because I don't like the mess that comes <laughs> with it. So if I can go somewhere yep. that I know, like, the kids can get messy and, like, do the event, but then they get to leave that mess there. Yeah. It's so much better for no me. No paint on your countertop, right? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. And, I, and the business is, you know, someone's doing pinwheels and someone's doing face painting. And um, they're, they're giving some thought into what they want to do. So I think it should be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you mentioned the uh, Camino Christmas tree lighting. Um, we started that actually in tandem with uh, Brian, who is the owner of uh, Naked City, who used to be here at the complex. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, how did that, you know, that first year go with that one? You know, I think the tree lighting is another great example of just collaboration between involved business owners. Um, Brian, you know, grew up with huge, huge Christmas trees and lots of lights and just loved doing a big holiday celebration. Um, so he brought some of that energy and enthusiasm and you guys were willing to, you know, back him and put up some lights. Um, and of course, Don from Naked City was uh, a man wearing a red hat. I don't think there are any kids going to listen, but you never know. Um, so, you know, it just... Um, it just kind of morphed. And I think that getting involved with um, the Atzalati music program that mm -hmm. they have there called Fusion, which is Atzalati and Elder Bay, actually, um, having the kids come to sing. I mean, who doesn't want to come out and hear kids sing Christmas carols? And that first year, though, it was raining sideways. <laughs> I mean, it was so, it was, yeah, that was, we were under the cover, remember, yep. at Naked City. But it was packed. 
Yeah. And everyone came. And then last year was just probably double yeah. what happened the first year. Yeah. So, again, I think that some of these events like Kids Fest and the tree lighting and, I mean, all of these that are local, you know, you don't have to leave the island. Right. <laughs> right? So there is something to be said about not having to go very far to do something fun with yeah. your family or your kids that helps. Right. No, that I think that's a huge factor. And especially when you live on Camino and you're far away from like, you know, if you want to go Costco or you want to go shopping or you know, all these different things, you're kind of inconvenienced. You've got a good, you know, 30 minutes away from wherever you're going. Right. Um, so anytime there's something here local that you can either bring your family or your kids um, yeah. to, it's, it makes it like kind of a no-brainer to it show is, up. It is, it is. And I think that that's a huge, if, it's, if you have to drive 30 minutes, it's enough for you to just be like, oh, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> but when it's nearby then and it's great and it's fun and it becomes an annual tradition that everyone looks forward to um i think those are some of the keys to success yeah no i think so um cool well i think we've gone over i mean it, it now we've gotten an overview of jessica McCready yeah. and, and everything <laughs> that she does uh, and just some of the things that she does uh here in the community um, so I, I like to end all the interviews. Uh, I have a list of rapid fire questions that I go through, um, because one of the things about the Camino voice is I wanted people to hear about, um, feel like they're part of the Island and maybe hear about spots on the Island they haven't gotten to check out yet. Okay. Um, or just learn some tidbits about the Island they maybe didn't know. So, um, the first question is, um, do you have a secret location on Camino Island that you go to visit maybe with your family or, or just you? that you like to go visit? Um, if, it, if I tell you, it's not going to be a secret anymore. But um, I have two. So my first one that really is a secret is Mabana Beach, um, which is south on the island. Um, it actually does have public access to that beach, but there's like two parking spots. So for those of you who want me to keep that a secret, I'm sorry. Um, the other more public one um, is Barnum Point which is the new park um, that is established and um, has some great hiking trails. It has a beautiful like vista where you can hike up and look out um, over the water. And it just, they've got, I think they have two different access to beach now. You have to hike in to be able to get to the beach, but, um, and they're working on a brand new parking lot over there. But Barnum Point is definitely, it's a beautiful place. And okay. you, can, you can walk for, you know, 15 minutes or you can spend a day there. Yeah, I've actually never been down there, so I'll have to go check it out. Go check it out. It is a little mucky in the winter, so wear boots if you're hiking in the winter. Okay. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now this is kind of a fun uh, pretend question. Uh, uh, pretend you have a friend coming into town that's visiting out of town, never been to Camino. Um, what would their first day look like here? pretend I had a friend. Um, <laughs> I have actually had real friends that came into town, believe it or not. Um, because, you know, my whole family does not live here. Um, we've had quite a few visitors. So the first thing that I do is I go to Cama Beach Cafe and I buy Donna's scones that you can actually buy frozen and bring home and cook. So, um, the blueberry ones are my favorite, but, um, so I bring them home and act like I've actually cooked some beautiful scones myself. They take quite a, they take like 45 minutes, so you got to be a little prepared. Um, and then 
Oh, I guess it depends a little bit on the season, but um, we always do a good hike either at the state parks or at, at Barnum. Um, come and get some coffee over here. Um, pretty much a day on Camino. I mean, if it's summertime, we'd go crabbing or paddleboarding or kayaking, something on the water. Yeah. Um, but either season, we'd probably just get outside as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Weather permitting. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one is, who is the most interesting person in the Camino or Stanwood area that I should interview next? That's a great question. There's so many interesting people on Camino Island. Um, I'm always fascinated by the history of the people who have lived here a really long time, um, who have seen Camino Island, you know, change from, like, no stoplight until you get on the highway. Um, so I would say Mike Nestor is, um, he's on the board with, of Freedom Park. Um, he's lived here for a really long time, but I, I'd say he'd be an interesting character to talk to. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to him. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you could have a message uh, on a billboard um, right as you come on the island, what would that say? <laughs> Well, the Camino Chamber of Commerce uh, redid our logo a couple years ago, and the graphic designer actually suggested taglines, and the one we've adopted is the Easy Island. Um, simply, I mean, if you, you can use it in a lot of different contexts, but it's easy to get to. It's an island you can drive onto, but it's also easy to kind of find what you want to do. If you want to come to Camino Island and do nothing, you can come to Camino Island and sit on a beach all day or do nothing. If you want to come and be busy and shop or zip line or hike or kayak, you can do that as well. Um, I, I think it's easy to meet people. I, I was at the 4th of July um, parade recently and one of my friend's fathers was there and he just kept saying, everyone here is so nice. They're so nice. They keep talking to me. So I think it's easy. It's easy to meet people. It's easy to make friends. It's easy to disconnect from technology if that's what you want to do. It's easy to be in solitude if that's what you want to do. I mean, so it's just, it's just the easy island. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. <clears throat> all right, and then uh, lastly, so you're involved in all of these different uh, groups and the Chamber of Commerce, Discover Stanley Camino. Um, but you actually have your own business as well. Um, talk a little bit, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what do you, what does that pertain to? So my business has a really creative name. It's Jessica McCready LLC. Um, so since I work in marketing, I really should think of branding that a little differently than my name, but at the time I wasn't feeling incredibly creative. Um, so basically that just entails, um, Offering event support, marketing support, um, social media, graphic design um, to businesses or individuals who need it. So it, it kind of has just evolved. <laughs> um, I didn't realize, you know, at the time that it was going to become a thing. But I'm the kind of person that the more I do, the better I am. So if I just have one thing to do, I get really bored. If I have if I have 10 hats to juggle, I tend to be really efficient and good at juggling all 10 hats. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, for sure. And <clears throat> I know that um, with the marketplace, with Camino Commons, with the farmer's market, like 
Um, we work together on a lot of projects. I know that through that, like, <laughs> I'm always like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And I kind of send like this short email, <laughs> like, this is what I think. And I usually get this email back, very detailed, laid out, like, okay, so this is what I've done. I've done this, 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 and I have all of this planned out. Okay, do you think this is good to go? And I'm just like, yes, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted done. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a type A personality, but I, I do love kind of looking at an end and then try, trying to figure out where you need to start and all of the steps in between. Um, it's really, it's easy for me to do that. And then I have a timeline and then I know how to execute on it. So yeah, I do no, enjoy it's, it. It's great. Um, so if people <laughs> want to get in touch with you, um, either about your services or whatever, what's the best way for them to do that? So email is probably the best. I think I have about 10 different email addresses, but um, the main one is jessica.p.mccready, M-C-C-R-E-A-D-Y at gmail. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes yeah. so it's there. Um, well, thank you for being a guest on the Commando Voice today. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you to Jessica McCready for joining us on the Commando Voice. She really does a lot for this community, and a lot of that work is behind the scenes. So if you do see her in the community, be sure to say hi and give her a thanks for all that she does. Um, and if you have not already, please rate, subscribe, and review our podcast on your favorite uh, podcast platform. It really helps us get discovered by other people. And thank you for joining us today on the Camino Voice, and I will talk to you in the next episode.